Hello everyone, welcome to Chibi and Chill, the anime podcast, the podcast that just loves all things anime, including the characters, the merch, the collectibles, the storylines, the drama that comes with anime, more than anime storyline drama, and the twists and the turns and every single thing. So there's been quite a few changes this week in the in the background of the Chibi and Chill podcast. There's been quite a few little movements. Nothing that really affects you guys. It more enhances your guys' experience of the podcast. So what's been happening? So I've moved uh, hosting platforms from Buzzsprout to RSS.com, which means nothing to anyone really. However, what it does mean is that there's so much more opportunities for the podcast and there's a new super sexy super slinky new look website for the podcast it looks so good i'm so happy with it and all the episodes are still on there you can find all the past episodes including this new one and it's just it's great there's new podcast artwork as well they now feature two of the chibis that i sell on my etsy shop At the minute, it is Rengoku and Anya from Spy Family. And there's another super exciting exclusive content side of the podcast coming very soon. I'm just finishing up the paperwork and the agreements for it. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll be launching or releasing more information on that over on my TikTok and my Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook. So do check me out on there, search Chippy Weeb Anime over on there and you'll find me and you'll be the first to know about this super cool new exclusive stream of content that will be coming very soon onto a certain platform. I have a few more little updates in the works but I won't bore you anymore with the updates of the podcast but there's some really cool little movements happening so I'm super excited to get these done and get them sorted for you guys and make sure that you guys have the best listening and visual experience for the podcast i really want to to make sure it's all super glossy and super nice for you all anyway so last week last week was all about attack on titan because last week we had the final season first episode part one and sweet jesus that episode was so so good if you haven't listened to that podcast episode, do go ahead and give it a listen if you're a fan of the anime or the manga. The episode goes through some lesser known facts about the Attack on Titan series and its creator. And also, has everyone watched it? Have you watched the first episode of the final season now? I think I need to go back and watch it again because I'm still kind of reeling from it. And the pure level of the animation was just absolute top tier oh my god it's so good i think i will give it another watch because i think there's a little gap between the next one coming out and at the time of this recording right now i can't remember off the top of my head when it's coming out i forgot when it is but i think it's it's worth a rewatch just for the fact of it's the final season it's the first part and it's just absolutely amazing so this episode is all about the magical nostalgia of 90s and 2000s anime. So you might have seen on my TikTok and my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all of them, that I've started re-watching One Piece. And I'm aware that there is every chance that I might not actually finish that season. 
that series because at the minute of this recording it's on anime episode 1053 which is just an absolute enormous feat in of itself but at the minute at the minute we're going well we're going strong we're halfway I think nearly halfway through season two so we're doing well we're still cracking on with it there's quite a long slog to go forward with however why the hell am I mentioning this today we have anime series such as Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer that are continuously raising the bar with the standard and the level of animation that has been packed into these episodes. Like, they're insane and breathtaking episodes. Like, the animation from Demon Slayer is just top tier. It's absolutely insanely good. On the opposite side, we have the anime of the 90s and the early 2000s, a time where Many of us first discovered anime as kids, where the weekend's main priority was finding the next episode of your favourite anime, no matter what it was at the time, and the big hitters at the time being Sailor Moon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Carcaptor Sakura, Beyblade, or at least those are the ones that I were obsessed with as a kid, and if I'm honest, I still am today. Not so much Beyblade, but I have seen that knocking around on TikTok and, and Instagram. It's very cool to see people still into that. And One Piece also found its start back in the 90s. And starting One Piece, knowing where it is now and what it is today, starting at season one in the East Blue and seeing the earliest stages of the anime is very heartwarming. And I have to be honest, I was a little apprehensive and a little bit scared to go back to an anime series of this size that started way back in the 90s, knowing the level of animation and anime in general that we have today. Scared that I would struggle to watch it due to the level of today's animation and knowing that it's not the same. And at first it was odd because the ratio of the screen was nearly square because the TVs weren't the same ratio as they are today. But as I've made my way through the first season and I'm into the second series now, I found a new refreshed love for that classic kind of grainy 90s and 2000s aesthetic of anime. If you've ever watched or you grew up with anime in the 90s and the 2000s, you'll you'll kind of know what I mean or I hope you do. 90s anime series have a very certain style to them, that kind of simplistic, grainy and humble looking animation that focused more on the story and it's not from, I'm not saying that they look horrible, they don't, they look great but when you compare them to Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, Chainsaw Man, they don't hold up but they hold up in a different sense. When you look at 90s and 2000s anime characters back then like Sailor Moon, the Yu-Gi-Oh characters, the Beyblade characters, they all had a very similar look to them. And it's I think it was maybe the trendy style at the time of these being created, that the hair had a very certain look to it. The eyes had a very certain look to them. And it's really hard. I can't really put it into words, which isn't great for a podcast, is it? But I can't... If you Google it, Google like 90s anime characters and look at the style of them. They're slightly more simplistic but they focus so much on classic tropes and classic 
trends and kind of trends of the time with the style, especially like Sailor Moon fashion. It hit so many key points and referenced so many actual big name designers. They were massive at the time and they still are today. And it's kind of cool that that style's coming back, but that's a side note. But they all had a very certain look to them. And that's what I think what kind of gave the magic of the series. And watching One Piece again and seeing the simplicity of the characters in the first couple of series, well, first and second series as I'm in now, it kind of reminded me of how these characters used to look in the other series. Like, I'm obsessed with Sailor Moon still and Yu-Gi-Oh! And I've kind of gotten used to just seeing them as they are, but returning back to a series that I've just completely fallen out of, such as One Piece, it's kind of, not shocking, but it's humbling to remember what it came from to what it is today especially when you see the clips from the newest series and the movie it's just it's so different but it's so nice I think watching it again has reminded me of a time when I was a kid and I used to find Yu-Gi-Oh on the TV knowing that the episode I'm watching might not be the one that I should actually watch next in the series as I probably missed one or two in the TV scheduling from doing homework or whatever, potentially maybe playing a game. I wasn't outside that much, so it was unlikely that I did miss an episode, but but who knows how the scheduling worked back then. I mean, we missed an entire series of shows due to them just being cut. But it reminded me of the time of being so excited when I've done my homework, when I've done all that kind of stuff, that to see these characters that looked so cool with the crazy outfits and big hairstyles and play a card game from ancient Egypt that could cast these huge beasts onto a field or watch a group of girls discover their past lives in the solar system and work to defeat an evil enemy in space. But these episodes, no matter if I caught the correct one at the time or if I'd missed it, it I could have, by all chances, watched one episode from a random series and not actually known it. But I was so excited. It didn't actually matter if I watched it in the order that it should be. I was just so excited to dive back into that world of my favourite characters, see what they were up to that week. And a lot of the series at the time, like Sailor Moon and Yu-Gi-Oh! had a kind of a Adventure of the Week style kind of episode, knowing their base was probably going to watch it after they finished school after they finished homework and they just wanted to have a break and watch some anime and join their favorite characters on an adventure again there was the continuous storyline but I can't remember ever as a kid focusing on the storyline that much I was more focused on just enjoying the ride of the episode every time no matter what was happening and I think today it's too easy to take the consumption of anime lightly and forget the effort that you had to go into when you wanted to watch anime back in the 90s and 2000s. Back then you either found whatever episode of whatever series was on at the time that current moment due to the TV scheduling and the kind of what was being pushed at the time and hopefully you managed to watch the episodes in the order that they should be and hopefully you followed the story quite thoroughly. Yu-Gi-Oh! I can remember being really good at this. They must have showed the episodes at a very specific time every day because I can remember following the Yu-Gi-Oh! story really easily. Sailor Moon, not so much when the later series started to premiere. 
I can't remember that series quite as much, but Yu-Gi-Oh! I can remember following quite succinctly, quite easily. But some series did suffer from scheduling and the westernisation of their shows. Sailor Moon famously had an entire full series cut from the western side. It wasn't dubbed until many years later, where now you can find all the episodes dubbed and all the series can follow the entire storyline, whereas that option wasn't actually given to us back in the 90s and 2000s. Entire series was cut and... It never, it never actually saw the light of day until many years later. Or you had the other method where you could go to the ever useful YouTube. So this method meant that you had to search for the episodes on YouTube. However, although this meant you could potentially watch more anime series because it didn't obviously have to go through the scheduling and things like that, it did come at the cost of the effort you had to spend in having to find the corresponding parts to each episode. And actually saying that out loud, yes, it doesn't sound very hard. You just search for Sailor Moon, Season 1, Episode 1, Part 1, right? Fine, and you just watch it. No, no, no. It was harder than what it sounds. It's much harder in practice. It was back then. Today, it's probably not. So you had to search for Part 1, 2, and 3. Sometimes there was even a Part 4 of a single episode. Sometimes you would get really lucky and the same person had uploaded all the parts for that episode so you could just like auto watch them one after the other and that would be really easy. But sometimes they didn't always work out and you'd miss parts or you'd find some really bad quality uploads of that series and sometimes you'd find a really good one and then a really bad one and then a good one again and you'd be just, your emotions would be all over the place because you'd be frustrated and then happy and God bless you if we did follow that anime series or that story at all. But, do you know what? If you were dedicated, like I was, you made do with what you had. If you had to watch it on a grainy camera recording, then fine, that's what you did. That's what you had and that's what you worked with. But sometimes you will get super lucky and you would find those super glossy, feels like you're watching it on the TV kind of recordings and it'll be over the moon, it'd be so good. I can't ever remember watching part one, two and three of a Japanese episode either. I always found the Western dubbed ones on there, which sounds now, when I think back, a little bit counterintuitive because we know now that the dubs weren't quite followed the story quite right as they were in the original Japanese versions. But I didn't know that at the age of like 10 or 12. I didn't know that. So... It it made sense for me to find the episodes in my language, no matter what they were or how many how hard they were to find. I found them and I watched them in my own language. And now I'm more than happy and happier watching a series in the original Japanese. That's swapped, hasn't it? But I think having gone through this stage of the hobby, the kind of rough and ready side of the hobby and the interest back in the nineties and two thousands has given me such an appreciation for the servers and availability of things like Crunchyroll and Netflix and the fact that anime is so easy to find today. Like, I was frustrated on the release day of Attack on Titan, the final season, part one, the other day, because Crunchyroll, for some reason, didn't release the episode when they should have And if you were like me, you kept searching Twitter for news and refreshing the Crunchyroll website and the app just in case one was freaking out to see if it had gone up. 
And I can remember feeling super annoyed. I was going on a flight at the time and I really, really wanted to watch it during the flight and that didn't happen and I have no idea why. I still don't actually know why that happened. I didn't look into it again. But thinking back now, like I was frustrated that the episode wasn't immediately available at the same time as it was in Japan. But younger me would have had to wait for the English dub to come out and then find the subsequent parts on YouTube in order to watch it. And that wouldn't have been anywhere near in a one-week timescale. It would have been like a month later. And also a reminder, thinking about the parts again, this was an hour-long special, so I can't even imagine how many parts that would have actually ended up in on YouTube. Like, a kid back then, like me, having to search for an hour-long special... Oh, you were you had to find the golden golden nugget of YouTube uploaders to find all the parts for that of the same kind of quality. So I think if my younger self could see how easily I consume anime today, like series after series, episode after episode, like I can have them constantly playing all day if I wanted to. He would be so crazily happy. Or at least, should I say, the 28-year-old kid that's grown up now is crazily happy that this kind of stuff is so, so easily available today. I don't have to search on YouTube for the parts. I don't have to wait for the Western dub. And also, I don't have to finish my homework before I watch the episodes. That's also a great bonus. So watching One Piece from the start on Crunchyroll with absolutely no effort in the native Japanese original version is a bit like a dream come true. It's just so easy and reminds me of the times that I had to go through and the effort I had to go through being younger and watch these 90s anime back then. On a side note, I can remember being so excited when Yu-Gi-Oh! The Movie was being shown at the cinema in Sheffield in the Meadow Hall Shopping Centre. I think it was there. And dragging my mum to watch it with me and being in awe that my favourite anime characters were on a massive cinema screen. There were other people there and seeing these characters that I usually watch on my TV or on YouTube in the local cinema. And that was absolutely next level mind blowing for me. My mum hated that film, but I, oh, I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. And to this date, I've still only seen one other anime movie in the cinema, and that was Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Even today, with how big anime is, I still find it wild when a cinema shows an anime anime movie. Like, part of me is still like, whoa, like, they're showing an anime movie, that's so good. Like, I, we went to Leeds to go watch Jujutsu Kaisen because that was the nearest cinema that was showing it to me at the time. And I was so in awe that it was being shown. Like, I I had to wait for the movie to start before I knew it was real. But I think anime back in the 90s and the 2000s have such a special quality to them. And one that I think modern anime just doesn't have. And I think maybe that's the rose-tinted glasses of the nostalgic element of looking back. But I think the kind of jokes that are told, the animation style, the stories that are kind of told... That depends on the manga, I guess, sometimes, but there's such a different quality to them. Like, when we look at Yu-Gi-Oh!, Beyblade, Sailor Moon, a lot of them were made, yes, I have to say, a lot of them were made to sell 
merchandise and things like that. But I think sometimes that kind of helped the the love for the series because you could, as a kid, you could easily dive into your favourite series using the toys that you could get at the time. And yes, modern anime is amazing. I can't say how much I love series like Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, Blue Lock, Spy Family, Demon Slayer, all those. And yes, maybe it's because they have such a rose-tinted nostalgia to them. But I think looking back and starting One Piece again, for example, like I mentioned many times, it has such a purity to it. There's something so pure about you get what you get, this is the best that we could do. Or And remember that anime now has massive budgets. Budgets for series are really big today. Back then it wasn't. Like they, the anime budgets weren't as big, so they did what they did with the money they had and the funding they had. And over time they got more. But it's something so pure about the series from the 90s and 2000s. Like, look at Evangelion, like, that has become so iconic, and it still looks great today. But do find me on social media, search Chibi Weeb Anime and find me, and let me know, is it just that, is it just me that thinks that 90s and 2000s anime has such a pure, awesome quality to them? Or is it just that I'm looking back on a part of my childhood, and that's why it looks amazing to me now? Is it actually not that great? Is it just me? that thinks it's just, like, peak anime? Like, do you think it has a special quality to it? If you're a fan of anime and manga characters, check out my Etsy shop where I sell a bunch of anime-related merch, such as chibi-style illustrations of popular anime characters. I'm currently doing my Sailor Moon series at the minute with all the Sailor Senshi in them. And also, digital products such as wallpapers for phones, laptops, iPods and more. There are a range of series on there such as Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, Sailor Moon and loads more. Aside from this podcast, find me on Instagram and TikTok where you'll find a bunch of anime merch unboxing videos, shop with me's, podcast updates and loads more. There's so much anime content on there. Do check it out if you're a fan or if you know someone that have loved to watch some Funko Pop anime figure unboxings, send them over to Chibiweave Anime on Instagram and TikTok and check them out. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please take two minutes to leave a review and a rating. It really does cost nothing and it really helps the podcast reach new audiences and more people that love anime and manga as much as I do. I have a new Patreon, a club for fans of the podcast and fans of anime and my Etsy shop, a new monthly club where you receive physical and digital goodies along with exclusive updates. There is a Chibi Fan, Chibi Super Fan and Chibi Mega Fan tiers with each level being better than the last. With the Mega Fan tier including three physical prints of Chibi style anime characters that I illustrate myself. Each tier also includes an indefinite discount to the Etsy store with each tier having a better discount than the last. I've included a link to the Patreon site in the show notes so you can check out which club you'd love to be a part of. Find it down below, check it out if you're an anime fan or you know someone who is, or maybe you've got a birthday coming up and you can't think of a gift. This would be the perfect gift for them. And one that they get every month is a gift that keeps on giving. What more can you ask for that? If you have made it to this last little portion of the podcast, 
One, thank you, thank you for listening all the way through. And two, here's a super exclusive discount code for my anime-themed Etsy shop. If you enter Chibi Chill in the coupon code section on etsy.com or .co.uk or .ie, whichever one you shop at, you can get 25% off my store-wide merch, including prints, digital downloads, and a whole lot more. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Please do follow so you make sure that all the newest episodes are downloaded straight away so you don't miss an update. Keep your eyes peeled on my social media for those exclusive new content updates that are coming super soon that I mentioned at the beginning. Have a great week. Watch all the anime that you can. I will be catching up on One Piece, carrying on with that. And I've got, I think I need to catch up on Blue Lock as well. I think I slipped on that one a little bit. Anyway, enjoy, have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday for the next episode. Thank you so much, guys.